Welcome back to another Untitled Tribeca review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Hey, Matt, how are you? I'm good, man. How about you? Well, you know, uh, just uh, it's Wednesday as we're recording this, so we're we're halfway through the week. It's one of those things where it's like we're get we're getting closer to the end of the pandemic and the lockdown, hopefully. Cross um, our fingers. Yeah. Cross our fingers. But we, we live in Ontario, so there's still certain perimeters being put in place. The theaters are not open. Um, you know, we're still reviewing a lot of uh, content, uh, movies, television online and through, uh, you know, digital platforms, including uh, Tribeca, which is another movie uh, or another festival that we have been covering a few films we've got uh italian studies and see for me already out there uh and now we have a review for catch the fair one yes joseph vladika's catch the fair one uh produced by darren aronofsky um and his uh pro what is prozoa prozoa uh films um starring um kelly reese uh, kelly reese she's on imdb she's way further down than she should be yeah i saw that as well uh, Callie Reese in the in the lead role, as well as um, the, Kevin Dunn, who you guys would know as the dad from Transformers, or uh, one of the the uh, guests on Bill Murray's talk show for sure. Ghostbusters Two. He's the one that predicts the world mm-hmm. is going to end on New Year's. Yeah, and, and others. Um, uh, Eric, what is uh, Catch the Fair One? Well, Catch the Fair One is a very interesting mix of social political commentary um, and shining the spotlight on indigenous women being abducted and sold into sex trafficking and human tracking trafficking and combining that with the kind of gritty genre thriller. The idea for this film came from uh vladka and uh callie reese uh and you know he wrote the script but she kind of pitched the idea of this sort of genre tale that we've seen you know in ideas like movies like taken and things like that where you have a character sort of revenge thriller revenge thriller kind of go undercover or incognito into kind of like a seedy underbelly of society that nobody really talks about but also you know you know that's there (laughs) and the character whether they have former training as a CIA agent or FBI or military, that's usually something that factors into it. In this case, you have a former boxer who um, is trying to find her sister who was abducted a year previously. And she's been sort of uh, Callie uh, KO is her nickname, um, you know, which is her actual boxing nickname, which too, is, right? yeah. And, and I think that's one of the most interesting things about this movie is it, again, you know, we talked about Italian studies sort of taking non-actors or first time actors mm-hmm. and sort of, uh, fastening a script around them. This does something very similar. And I think a lot of people will also compare this to like, you know, Haywire, uh, the Steven Soderbergh With movie. Gina Carano, Gina yeah. Carano, because Soderbergh sort of made an action movie sort of honing in on her skill set specifically. I think Callie Reyes is, is actually a better actor than Gina Carano. I agree with that. Uh, but she, similar rough around the edges, like yes, obviously. Yes, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's playing to her strengths, but she's very good in the sort of... Um, very intense she's has a wonderful presence I yes think, yeah. yeah like she could be the star of like an, a major action franchise i i thought the exact same thing or i would love to see her show up in like a 
Fast and Furious movie as yeah. like a you know like a, a she hench- would be ten times uh, like, better than Vin Diesel and she would actually be authentically badass because Vin Diesel is kind of like that fake badass uh, yeah, where yeah. like he just he's not he pretends he's cool but he's not where like yeah. I could see her kicking some serious butt and like, I hope something like this movie. does Lee and with Aronofsky being involved like before we get into exactly our, our thoughts our about thoughts, the movie yeah, but yeah. like um she was the the one thing I was like fuck she she has such a great presence and look I think that could be so menacing or cool is like a villain or you know a, a henchwoman um uh, uh, or something like that or like a not even a henchman or something like that but what like a hero I, I just, even I, as well I, even like a hero franchise. but yeah or yeah, I agree. Like, like a even badass, like a great like, addition into something that's already like even John Wick. Like if she popped up in John Wick, it, yes, you know she would that would be awesome ass. as like another assassin or something yeah. like that from his past. Like I think she'd be she'd be wicked at that. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. So. Yeah, yeah. And so basically, what you have is a story of a older sister trying to find um, her younger sister uh, Wida, who has been who was previously abducted and sort of. The, the first half of this movie is set up in, in the sense of that we learn that, you know, Callie is somebody that, you know, used to be a boxer, but, you know, due to physical pain, specifically in her back, um, she has to take sort of um, odd jobs here and there. She works at a uh, local diner. Uh, she lives in a women's shelter. She's not doing so well. She's also a recovering addict. Um, so there's a very kind of raw indie quality that you'd expect from like a Sundance or Tribeca movie in the first half. And then the second half kind of takes shape into almost like, again, like a Taken or even Sicario-esque sort of um, genre fare, which I think is maybe my biggest problem with the movie is because okay. I think that it just balance wise, <clears throat> tonally speaking, it doesn't sort of keep the moral center of the it story. becomes too like a uh, pulpy action kind of yeah thing and that at was the end. that was my problem like it's very <clears throat> slick it's well directed but i think like the writing of this movie you know plays on the realities of indigenous women being abducted yeah and, and nobody really doing anything or caring about it you know with law enforcement and obviously like even looking outside of that more recently with what's going on at, in canada with you know residential schools yeah, and the yeah. finding of you know over 250 odd bodies of of uh you know indigenous uh children and 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 you know this kind of being something that's like okay well this isn't really that surprising but the rcmp you know is is doing absolutely nothing and having them admit you know to having you know a racial divide in the past you know th- this movie does want to shine the spotlight on you know those issues and be social and and politically aware of what's going on right now but i feel like the marriage of that with kind of the slick action doesn't revenge always thriller yeah yeah because like it feels like it just kind of treads very common territory as we get to you know that the final, final act. act of the film yeah. and where it's all going and again like you know, I'm not comparing this to Luca, but some of it, because it is a shorter film, feels like it is skimming the surface of, you know, the genre that it's in. I almost wish that this was a little bit longer in the second half to kind of 
flesh out some of the characters and and storylines it's also a little distracting when you see someone like kevin dunn who obviously you know is known as sam wick wiki's dad in, in the transformers <laughs> movies but also even like he's great on veep um has like a small but menacing role as sort of a very apathetic you know businessman who's also very seedy and working with his son on the side to you know exploit uh women, women of color yeah. and and sort of you know put them into you know basically what slavery is now which is you know it's yeah. not it's not making a comment or saying anything against sex workers specifically but it's 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 looking at sex trafficking yes absolutely and i think i'm mostly with you like um actually watching this reminded me of um blue ruin a little bit yeah. um uh jeremy Saulnier's uh um movie i saw at tiff uh, was it his first film or not? No, oh, Murder right. Party was his Murder first Party. Movie. Right, 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 right. But this just reminded me of again a a slick um, indie revenge thriller with a really good lead performance, Macon Blair in in Blue Ruin and um, and Callie Reese in this. And um, I think I like Blue Ruin a little bit more because I think it maybe like you said it kind of knows what it is and it's just purely a, a revenge thriller and it's not necessarily having a social commentary on top of it not saying that that makes it a better movie but i agree with you in a sense here where it's touching on all of those ideas but doesn't go deep into it other than like this is happening and i need revenge for my sister right like that's kind of the extent of the social commentary like yes of course this is bad of course this is this is unfortunately happening right now let's put a spotlight on it but then as the movie goes on like you said in about at the halfway point um it starts to become that kind of more traditional kind of revenge thriller and doesn't really lean into those those that commentary as much as okay she wants revenge now and then she needs to kill everyone and like I think that's okay, but when you involve themes like that, and obviously it's very important to Kelly Reese, she came up with the story and and things like that. Um, but I thought the movie was overall like pretty well executed. Like I I, I see a lot of potential in 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 Vladika here. Like I, I I just like you said, it's it's very slick. I think it's well shot. Obviously, getting Darren Aronofsky involved to produce it, um, which makes uh, sense because it feels almost like he maybe at one point he even thought like the wrestler. If the wrestler was like a revenge thriller, you know, you you set it around somebody who looks and feels the part and sort of you know create a story around that and and that's kind of what this almost feels like a little bit as well and that that's why i think that that kind of makes sense that he's kind of on board as an executive producer yeah and that authenticity from callie reese you know playing this this boxing character that's very much based on on her and using her own nickname and things like that like again going back to the conversation we were having before of like i just really do believe that she has such a great presence and like you said in a john wick movie or a fast and furious movie like one of those kind of like you know bb plus action movies that you know get elevated into that a category based on you know people box office and things like that but still are kind of feel like those bb plus action movies i I think she would be great and or even something in like giving her another role like this where she is the star of it and working with her um talents and and stuff like that on with a bigger budget or or whatever i think could be really cool because like i i do think she is rough around the edges much like you know gina carano was in haywire and and god still is today um and even worse today probably ronda rousey and ronda rousey and yeah where when they're like, especially in that last act, there are certain moments where I'm like, okay, she needs a little work on, you know, her delivery of stuff and, and, and 
like her acting pure acting skills she's um, good in though. interrogation though there's there's one like sort of waterboarding interrogation yes, scene which that is actually, a, a great scene she's yeah. very physically imposing and even though you ultimately know that she's not going to hurt specific people because she's better than the people than that, that she's hunting yeah. um you do feel like she is a very viable threat to I agree with you know, that. this sort of systematic institutionalized sort of slavery outfit that's been created. Yeah. And while she has a great presence and I agree with you that the last act kind of turns into a more traditional kind of revenge thriller, I would have even liked to see them go further, like using her strengths as a boxer. Cause I feel like that doesn't really, I, her physicality comes out in that last act, but, um, I don't know. Like when we're talking about of seeing her in a pure action movie, like I would love to see her boxing skills or you saw some MMA stuff in there as well. And that is utilized at times, but well, like it's more so again, like the way it's, it's to give you uh, an out for her that she can kind of survive in this situation yeah. longer than say like a civilian, because yes. if it was just somebody who like, okay. So the other important it, sort of, storyline in this that we didn't talk about that we should mention is that her relationship with her mother who sort of is a counselor and runs a uh you know a, a therapy group for indigenous people that have lost uh family members due to kidnaps or 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 into the sex trafficking or, or human trafficking and sort of not being able to have any closure you know there's this interesting sort of cold standoff that you know like it's underlying but it's also basically said in one scene where you know callie's character says to the mom that you know you probably wish it was me and not her that was taken you know right. and, and i think that that's also a really important sort of sort of story beat there is that you see you know all these other men and women sort of gathered together talking about you know, their loved ones having been abducted uh, over the years and trying to make sense of it all and, and being frustrated and upset and unable to talk about it because they just don't, they don't like, they don't know if they're even still alive or not. And, you know, like yeah. they, they've been looking and, and, you know, all they have now are other people that have also lost others, you know, this, this, this grief and, and, um, just complete mourning for somebody that you don't know may or may not still be out there and like what horrors they've gone through. Yeah, no, I did like that sequence. And again, that it's what we talked about where I wish they went a little bit, maybe even further with that. I'd have to say like the movie is pretty grim, pretty dark. It's not afraid to go to certain places. I will say like, I don't like get, cringy in a movie that much but the razor blade in the mouth that she holds there i had a problem with that as well yeah how come well so that i mean i don't want to give it away in terms of what the payoff of that is but yeah the idea is is that basically like every every time she puts it in her mouth you know she she's going to cut herself or cut her cheek or or the side of her mouth and blood is coming out and there's there's just a moment where you think that you know when she's been kidnapped or captured or brought into the system that when this happens that somebody might check that because that just seems weird that she's bleeding from the mouth at one point where they didn't but usually to to me they showed that like she only bled from the mouth when she wasn't aware of it so when she was sleeping and stuff like that. no 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 i'm not talking about that though there's a moment later on later on tied up and she's bleeding from the mouth and you can clearly see that like other characters can see that she's bleeding from the well did they not have to i guess they didn't hit her at all they just kind of knocked her out right yeah so like 
So wouldn't uh, yeah. she have been bleeding at one point, like during like her being knocked out or, or whatever, unconscious, yeah. and like you would have seen that sort of line of drool blood mix? Like, and I would have been like, "Why is she bleeding? Like, we didn't punch her or anything." That kid is kind of a moron, though. Too. So, yeah, no, uh, I know, I know, yeah. and and, <laughs> and I kind of like that as well because he's so detestable and unlikable, yeah. and like, you know, you know that that character. Or you it's a really horrible sequence in a in a motel room. Yeah, yeah, is going to get his comeuppance, but um, but yeah, like there's just like little moments like that that it kind of took me out of it as well, and I just kind of felt like this is to me like there's a great idea here, there's a really excellent uh performance at the center of it all, but I kind of felt like ultimately it just was a little too slick and just sort of heavy on the revenge thriller vibe then sort of and i'm fine with that if that's what that movie wants to be but it is presenting a really important topic right one that does not get enough um spotlight or attention given to it that it kind of loses that attention within this own movie and i kind of feel like that's where the film does fail a little bit that's totally fair uh i think i liked it a little bit uh, more than you, but yeah. I, I totally understand, uh, what you're saying. And, um, but I just see a lot of potential there too. in in both Callie Reese and, uh, Vladica, like, I, I feel like giving this guy a little bit more budget or maybe a Netflix scooping him up, like, you know, Jeremy Saulnier moving over there and, and, and doing some stuff. I think he could make something really interesting. And, um, or I see, you know, I'd like to give him another shot on something. And oh, I think um, he, I think like I, I would love to see like what he would do with another feature. But you know, in terms of like you look at some of the kind of like gritty revenge thrillers in the indie realm, and and you know, like you look at something like Lynn Ramsey's "You Were Never Really Here," which sure, is also yeah. a very lean, mean, um, you know, compact piece of filmmaking. But that film, I mean. Well, obviously, it's also dealing with sex trafficking as well. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. But what that movie is, that movie's focus isn't necessarily on sex trafficking. It's more on commenting on the genre itself and not giving you the satisfaction um, or the catharsis of seeing the violence sort of uh, enacted upon other people. You're, you're seeing the before and after and you're having to deal with the character in post-traumatic stress and sort of a character basically imploding on screen with Joaquin Phoenix's performance where, yeah, there, there still is the idea of this character infiltrating this, you know, organization that is, um, you know, seedy, but also politically speaking on the up and up where like, you know, they're able to get away with anything and this one character disrupting it. And I just feel that Lynn Ramsey's film, even though it is also very kind of, you know, surface level, I think it does what, catch the fair one wants to do right but that's catch fair. the fair one is also trying to bring in an important social political commentary that it doesn't always consistently sort of thread through the entire narrative the same way that um you know the character's boxing background doesn't always come into play it's more just sort sort of a jumping off point to let you know that okay she can take care of herself in yeah. situations even though she is still vulnerable at times and that's important as well to know yeah, totally agree. You're making great points. Um, I'm going to give it a three out of five. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, it's obviously not perfect, but uh, I think that there is a lot of potential there from uh, Vladika and, and Callie Reese. And I think it was a thoroughly kind of 
um watchable um revenge thriller with some interesting themes that they don't fully you know dive into but overall i i I enjoyed it i'm gonna give it a two and a half fair man yeah um thank you uh i didn't mean that to be you know fair one no 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 no. i know i get like it's yeah because i because there are things that i do generally think are strong with this movie totally and and i just wish that like you know it was firing on all cylinders especially with you know what it's trying to cover in a sort of social arena agreed yeah and there's still i think a great movie to be made that's important to kind of have that conversation absolutely uh thank you all for listening um we have uh we will have and have up right now tons of uh tribeca content so go check out our review uh for c for me and italian studies which are both playing the tribeca uh, film festival um we'll also have reviews over the next week week and a half uh for a bunch more tribeca films so uh keep it locked right here on untitled movie reviews for all of that um we just put up a review for uh, disney pixar's luca uh which you guys can go check out um that's uh up right now um, we also have reviews up for The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, uh, Awake, uh, In the Heights, uh, Loki, Plan B, Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It, Spiral from the Book of Saw, uh, Cruella. So we've been really busy over the last you know um, month or so. So go check out all of those reviews. And then uh, we also have another podcast we, we, we would love for you guys to subscribe to. If you're not, uh, it's Untitled Movie Podcast. Every other week, Eric and I get together for way too long and talk about the entertainment industry our last episode our 93rd draft we talked about tribeca mayor of east town uh toronto maple leafs eric's uh saw tweet that uh he he's very proud of um as as well as other things tribeca can yeah all that stuff so go check that out uh you can get all of our updates at our later letterboxed hq which is untitled podcast all of our links to our social which is untitled underscore cast everywhere else as well as our reviews schedules lists listicles rankings whatever we throw it up there we're trying to do a little bit more writing and throw up content for you guys over there Uh, so go check that out um and as always my name is matt Rohrbeck. you can find more of my work around the internet but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and on all of those social medias at matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Kevin Dunn is done.